Red on Red. This week in the podcast, we're joined by Oriane Dubot, coordinator of Doppelganger, the Cork Zine Fest. Sur la matière, on dit, on dit. 
Kicking off the Red on Red podcast this week with a little bit of a world premiere. That's Beyond the Wash with Dusk Time, taken from their upcoming long player due before the end of the year. And we have Lucon 5's favourite musical export, Arthritis with Life Raft. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast dropping every Wednesday evening via Cork's Red FM and redextra.ie. We're also available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify and other podcasting platforms. My name is Mike McGrath-Brien and this week we're joined over the phone from Lyon in France by Shaky Shots photographer, arts facilitator and doppelganger, Cork Zine Fest coordinator, Oriane Dubot. Oriane, ça va? Hey, how's it going? Good now and yourself? Yeah, excellent. Uh, in Lyon, in France, but uh, very much thinking of uh, Ireland. I'd imagine so. Doppelganger is only around the corner, the second Cork Zine Festival. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how it's, how it's been the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, the past few weeks have been very busy. Um, so Cork Zine Fest has been confirmed maybe a month ago by uh, St. Peter's. Because yeah. um, it went really well last year and they're really excited to have it again. We are as well. So, you know, uh, it's all coming together. We've got... Um, it's, it's actually getting a bit bigger than last year. So we still got a pop zine library with zines from Australia, from England, from Ireland, France, uh, the US, etc. We got two workshops this year, one for children and one for adults. Class. Uh, a panel talk, a DIY market, loads of things. Loads of things coming. And that's on October 17th. It's a Saturday. Unreal, at the St. Peter's Centre on North Main yep. Street. And we'll talk about that in a little bit more detail a little bit later on. But first, you know, you came to Cork from Lyon. Maybe talk to us a little bit about kind of what brought you to Cork in the first place and how your journey kind of brought you onto the music scene here. I think I came to Cork the first time maybe three years ago. And I was just travelling around the country in a camper van, uh, minding my own business. And Cork was like, nope, you're staying <laughs> here, you're having pain to be mixed with us. And you're gonna be in the music business now. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, yeah, it was great. I met loads of people uh, who told me about like music projects there and art projects in general. I felt very welcome here and um, started working with Fanzine. Your um, poetry zine, which is still available actually. Issues of it are still available in Bunker Vinyl and Blogged Records. Yeah, we still around. And then just for, I think that's how it started, just for Zanzine, I decided to do an event for the launch of the second issue. And it was improv music and improv poetry brought together at Plugge. And it went so great. Uh, and then I kept organizing events and collaborating with other people. And I don't know, things just felt so comfortable that instead of t- staying two weeks, I stayed uh, a bit more than two years. And now you're back and forth between France and Cork the whole time, collaborating and being involved in different projects. And you know, we'll talk about that in a bit more detail as well, because that yeah. brings its own uh, set of headaches and so on and so forth. But maybe talk to us in a little bit more detail about, you know, you mentioned making connections and being brought into the Cork music scene by, you know, the lure of specific projects. And as we all know, psychedelic rock, shoegaze, visual art incredible things that have all kind of appealed to you over the course of the past couple of years. Maybe talk to us about your experience in getting into the Cork music scene, kind of the venues you went to. You talked a little bit about Plugged um, and just the people in general around it. I was very lucky. I think things kind of came to me as in I just 
went to gigs and started talking to a two million people who were just very sound and and I had a million ideas so we kind of like I don't know things just like came together yeah but I don't think it's that easy in general I think um, we need to be a bit more open uh, when it comes to inviting other people to like collaborate mm. uh, with our projects that we have and I don't think it's that easy in car because like we have a very good we have an amazing um, uh, art scene and music scene and at the same time it's very hard to join it I don't know what it is how it works <laughs> I think it's just people in terms of coming together because I know now that in certain roles etc like running gigs or doing this podcast etc I know that I feel a degree of comfort but in kind of stretching yeah. beyond that and trying different things it's as much as I suppose about my own personal apprehension regarding trying something new and the whole fear of failure thing when doing something new that can maybe seem a bit off-putting when there's already so much happening and you know it yeah. is not only vibrant and vital but again all you, all you got to do is look at how good some of the stuff coming out of Cork City is necessarily and kind of go, okay, you know, the process of upping your game can can can, can be a bit of an adjustment. It's, it's funny because actually I'm saying that, but at the same time, the people I worked the most with are, are, are the people who actually came to me themselves and were like, oh, I heard about the zine thing or I heard about you coming from a different country and putting up gigs in Cork. Uh, do you need a hand? Do you need any help? And can I play at your next gig? Or whatever it was, you know, but people being generally sound and genuinely interested and very welcoming. Yeah, again, very, uh, like part of the com- like music community or art community of Cork before I even... Uh, not wanted to be part of it, but realised I was part of it, you know. Absolutely. It's everybody kind of piling in and helping each other out. But you were also involved in the co-founding of a short-lived collective, uh, the Dead Pigeon Club, which, while it had you know a very short-lived public space um, in terms of putting on gigs and what have you, maintains like a private space for the people involved in various bands, etc., the kind of circle around that circle of people. Uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about your experience with physical arts spaces in Cork and I suppose maybe in the context of the housing crisis that's that's dispersed a little bit of the community yeah so I think there's a real problem there in Cork uh, considering that there's a lot of musicians and artists that are ready to uh, do a lot of things in Cork and create a lot and be a huge part of the of the of the Cork city life, you know, and development. And at the same time, it's not um, like they're not they're not being helped. They're not being considered and respected when it comes to getting art space, uh, studios and all that. It is a real shame. And I hope that changes very soon. In the meantime, when I was in Cork, uh, we found a space um, which was the basement of a shop. And we thought, well, do you know what? This is not being used except for then um, we're going to try to use that space, put a drum kit and our guitars there and maybe go. And we could only go at night because the shop was open until like eight in the afternoon. Yeah. So we thought we're going to use that space after 8 p.m. up to eight in the morning and 
make music or practice. And that worked out well, but we were really lucky, actually. So I hope, I wish there's going to be more space like that. Yeah. And I am now kind of trying to create the same thing in France. In Cork, naturally, the housing crisis runs uh, parallel to a housing bubble, uh, wherein people are pushing for more developments and more high-rise and more this, that and the other, without necessarily suturing up the wounds of uh, the last property boom in Cork City. In particular, obviously, the loss of community art centres in Cork. You saw it yourself firsthand, what it did to the community. And in attempting to broach the subject of bringing back community art centres and rebuilding community arts spaces, and not just art spaces, but sports spaces, etc., um, the people campaigning for more property development are looking at arts campaigners and going, well, sure, arts is very pretentious anyway and isn't a city's character and its people more so than its art, etc. Are you encountering those kind of obstacles when you're developing art spaces back in France? Uh, back in France, I guess not as much. Um, no, no, definitely not, actually. So I am, at the moment, I am in Lyon, which is the third, second, third biggest city of France. Yeah. And we still have like loads of empty spaces that we can actually use. We can still negotiate with uh, the city council to use them. We, you know, there are solutions. And I think there are way more solutions here at the moment than there are, like the dialogue is more open than in Cork at the moment yeah. between artists and people who are doing thing, things as a non-profit project rather than not necessarily non-profit, actually, even as a community project, rather than just a full-on business model project. Yeah. What would you say to the community here in Cork at the moment regarding those negotiations? And It's really tough because I think the, the, the model is not exactly the same. I guess we get way more public money, as in public help, public support, you know, mm. in France. And I do think that maybe... If we're not given venues in Cork, if we're not given art spaces, let's use spaces that are not art spaces as art spaces, if that makes sense. Absolutely. We're seeing it uh, um, to a lesser extent in radical politics with the Rebel Reads bookshop, which is reopening shortly by exactly. my understanding. Exactly. And uh, in here, there's loads of spaces that were um, industrial spaces, just like you see in Germany a lot as well, uh, industrial spaces that were abandoned in the 90s, 80s, and that are now are being used as art spaces. And that is very interesting because they're very large spaces. They're huge. And they have, like, outdoor spaces. They're actually perfect for art space. And are those away from the city centre then, which is where, like, you know, the pattern that a lot of gentrification and, and throwing out of artists has happened in that the city is redeveloped or made artsy and then eventually the artists are dispersed by property development. Like, whereabouts are you finding these spaces regarding a city centre's layout? Yeah, they are definitely a bit outside of the city. Uh, but when I say outside, it's like, I went to an art space a few days ago and I cycled for maybe 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, that's It's actually not mad, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe it rains less here than in Cork. Yeah. <laughs> you can use uh, spaces, whether they are uh, an abandoned uh, bank, uh, factory, whatever it is, really. Um, and then it's a new space. You just get need to... Even actually in Lyon, there's a lot of uh, empty flats 
empty apartments that are being used for exhibits and gigs. So you just need to get on to the landlord or the landlady and be like, look, you're not getting any money for this space because it is empty right now. Mm. I'll give you 100 for the night, you know? That's a gauntlet thrown down now to the artistic denizens of Cork City. When we come back, we'll talk about your use of a certain city centre space with Doppelganger, the Cork Zine Fest. But first, we're going to go to some more tunes. You've selected a playlist for us, and earlier on we had a bit of a premiere from Beyond the Wash as well as new music from Arthritis. But coming up, we have Lolek, Cork City Funk, with Maybe We. I just love their gigs. You also have beatmaker Jar Jar Jr. with Lord of Latveria. Have you heard his new EP yet? Uh, yeah, I've been listening to it for like the past few days, so I don't have uh, many notes yet, but I just find it amazing when it comes to just the vibe in general. It's just so chill and the the, the hip-hop um, uh, beats are just very good. The lo-fi thing in particular, he's kind of moved past now into his own production as well. And, you know, making a bit of a live re-debut for himself at Electric Picnic this past weekend. It certainly seems to be all coming up for him and it's it's an incredible thing to see. We'll hear from Jar Jar Jr. momentarily, but first, this is Lolek with Maybe We, here on Red on Red.
Jar Jar Jr., Chef Bubby Howells cooking up that crack in the kitchen with Lord of Latveria, his brand new EP, Free Parking on Sundays, available now through all streaming services and on radiojuicy.bandcamp.com. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast, still joined over the phone from Lyon in France by Oriane Dubot, a.k.a. Oriane Orion, on Twitter and Instagram and all of that, photographer with shaky shots, arts facilitator, but also coordinator of what we're here to discuss this episode, and that's Doppelganger, Cork Zine Fest. 
You know, odds on, if you're listening to this podcast, you're already more than familiar with DIY media, what constitutes a zine, what constitutes, you know, DIY publishing, photography, press, etc. But for those of us that are maybe a little bit young to remember the boom of zines or have not really crossed paths with the zine just yet, uh, Oriane, take us through the concept, the delivery, and I suppose the philosophy uh, behind what a zine is. So cool, uh, zines for me are uh, independent publications that are um, very free in form and content. So you can basically publish whatever thoughts you have, whether it's on music, on, I don't know, mental health, on if you just want to even publish your photography, your illustrations, your art in general, and nobody can tell you if it's good or not mm. if it's good enough or not really you just publish it and see if people want it or want to read it and it doesn't really cost much if you want to make it for free it's possible it costs nothing or if you want to make a more proper uh, you know well thought um, layout it's also possible so basically it's a publication that is do whatever you want say whatever you want and that spirit has been embraced wholeheartedly by the Cork music community in the past, including at oh, the yeah. moment, if you head up to UCC Library at present for the rest of the summer, there is a full exhibition of zines throughout the years in Cork City going from the late 70s to the mid-1990s and beyond, uh, available during library office hours. Uh, check out Cork Zine Archive uh, on social media for more information on that. Um, you know... A self-made magazine or a self-made pamphlet or periodical or other format. It could even be down to like a fold-out poster, etc. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how you came across the format itself and kind of how you approach creating your own zines. Um, Okay, well, I mean, I guess I saw zines for the first time in France and there were more like home zines uh, that were made uh, in very cheap way that was more like uh cheap in terms of money you know they were like a4 format folded into little pamphlets talking about coming gigs and bands that were not in mainstream media so it was more like people who wanted to see their uh, favorite music talked about really yeah. uh and promoted and then when i got to cork i started working on benzene because uh, someone asked me to be part of it mm. and I thought it was really interesting um, it was a good way for me to talk about um, local artists who were not being edited and I don't know just just to uh, put up something that I liked myself yeah but also in terms of that platforming the art that you wanted to see yourself and kind of making the change that you wanted to see yourself event scene really kind of crosses the line between, you know, visual art, photography, poetry, original writing, short form and long form. Um, and it's really just that platform that you've created in yourself and your co-editor's own image. Issue three came out not too long ago, uh, wasn't it? Uh, what's the plan going forward for the zine? Uh, for this zine, I'm not sure yet because it's two of us on it and we both kind of all over the place with different projects. So we'll see how it goes there. But um, I'm working on a zine, another zine that is called Quiet, a zine about telling your brain to shut up. And it's a collection of artwork by 
uh, Irish, French, English, and Australian artist. Uh, and it's like a funny, sarcastic take on anxiety and making fun of ourselves as anxious artists. <laughs> I think any of us need that at one stage or another. Kind of, how do you even approach, kind of, you know, discussing the idea of telling your internal monologue to just be quiet for a little bit? Um, so we've all had different approaches on this. So I say we because I also have one or two uh, pieces on it. But we've all we've all had different approaches. But it's all about let's chill out, you know, mm. and. We're not special. We all go through this and it's grand. And so it's like comics and um, street art, uh, that kind of aesthetically, it's that kind of thing. Or, um, yeah, or digital art as well on the scene. And very colorful. I don't know, like there's not, there's not one way of dealing with this. Uh, this topic, you know, but I decided to deal with this topic in a very colourful and funny way. Obviously, the format is well suited to more freeform and more playful experimentation with ideas as well as exploring different topics and themes, which kind of leads us to the crux of this episode. I think it was maybe last year that you got in touch about the first one, um, bringing together a library worth of zines from all over the world, different workshops to construct and make one's own zines, uh, different musical performances and panels. Maybe talk to us a little bit about how the idea for a Cork Zine Fest came together and what was the process of coming up with a programme for something like this? Um, so it was not supposed to be a Cork Zine Fest at all at first. I just wanted to kind of like organise an exhibit in a pub about uh, zines that, let's say, use a platform to talk about politics and be politically engaged and to be kind of radical. Yeah. And after talking about this for maybe a couple of months around Cork, um, St. Peter's told me they were really interested in hosting the event, uh, which I was like really interested in I thought it was an amazing opportunity and since it's obviously a way bigger venue I thought I need to make this the event bigger as well How did they catch wind of the plan? I don't I think uh, someone told me I should get on to them I just told them about the, the event without really like offering them the event or yeah. I don't know I was just like hey this thing is happening uh, what do you think of it and they were like yeah sounds amazing let's have it you know let's do it because it's a big space to fill if you walk into St. Peter's exactly. on North Main Street formerly the Vision Centre uh, a converted church that has like these amazing acoustics this big tall high ceiling all of these facilities including a new cafe that's just gone through as well um, you know and, and it hosts a lot of private events as well as, you know, more visual art exhibitions and civic interest events more so than anything else. Uh, maybe talk to us a little bit about the weekend of the festival itself, the first one, how things came together, uh, the workshops that went on, the reactions and the responses. Maybe talk to us about the weekend as it happened. Again, as it got bigger, uh, as the space got bigger, the event had to get bigger. So I started thinking about all the other opportunities I had with this space, you know, and I thought, well, we should 
do workshops so that people can see that it's very easy to make a zine, it's very cheap and they are so free with this medium and they can publish art or they can publish ideas. And the Friary as well was kind enough to uh, host a, um, a fundraiser for us and we, we got to do more things with this money that was very much needed, you know. So we organized two workshops and people showed up and it was very inspiring because everyone showed up with their own ideas and they had very different concepts for their zines or didn't even have an idea of their zine. They were just like, I just wanted to see how it works. So that was great. And we're doing this again this year. Um, there was a panel talk as well, where we talked about using zines as a platform to talk about politics and to spread your ideas. And that was amazing. That was very inspiring and we got great, great people. So you were talking earlier about Rebel Reads and we got uh, Lekki Sinit there to talk about this. Uh, we got we got, um, we got got loads of people, artists, event organizers, and then even the audience responded to that and asked questions. And it was just generally very inspiring. I really liked it. You talk about the workshops also, and again, on the topic of political engagement and social engagement, while you were here more regularly, you also hosted those zine-making workshops with different community groups. Maybe talk to us a little bit about, you know, the process of putting together a workshop, uh, kind of outlining and explaining, you know, the idea of storytelling, to, 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 use, a, to use a much maligned term nowadays, uh, and just really kind of pitching that message toward very specific messages that needed to go out and the people that stood to be platformed by them? Every single project I put up, I like to add a, um, let's say, social aspect to it. Or to just include people to collaborate, because it's not my event at the end of the day, you know, it's not about, uh, it is about making zines and showing that zines are a great platform, but I want people to be able to take this platform and make it their own. So I did um, zine workshops with Tenny, the Transgender Equality Network Ireland. Mm. That was amazing. So uh, this one is a bit different from the workshop I did with the Sexual Violence Centre in Cork because the one with Tenny was more for people, whoever wanted to show up could just show up and use the zine platform to spread their ideas and talk about you know, uh, discrimination in Ireland towards transgender people or um, not even that, just like draw and just express themselves. Which is an opportunity that people aren't necessarily afforded all that often, you know, especially through the filter of gender where there's maybe a lot of antagonistic attitudes in the mainstream media. Yeah, exactly. And my, my, my point was just to give this organization a platform and then whatever way they wanted use the platform was none of my business really um, and I just wanted to show these pieces of artwork um, at the Cork Zine Fest afterwards when it comes to the uh, Sexual Violence Centre in Cork it was actually a workshop towards the administration which is a completely different approach they, the administration wanted to create zines to talk about what it is, what is sexual violence, what is rape, what is okay and what is not okay, so that people feel more um, aware and 
um, feel more free to talk about these things. You know, it was more like raising awareness on the dialogue. Exactly. And to to uh, leave these zines all over the city, which they did afterwards, and I'm so happy for them, and I'm like, I'm, I'm so delighted. So these are two different approaches. These were made after and the I Undivided am- fundraiser in Cypress Avenue. They were also given away for free with like all the merch purchases that were happening there. You can still find a load of them actually in record shops around the city, in particular Bunker Vinyl, where you can get them in exchange for a donation at the at the desk. So definitely well worth picking up. Yeah, I think you can find them at My Goodness as well at the English Market. There's, I know there's still a couple uh, floating around in the sexual violence centre itself uh, on Camden Quay, so definitely we're popping in as well for an idea of the conversation itself. When we come yeah, back, even if you wanna, even if you wanna actually, uh, if you have a business and you wanna uh, distribute these zines, it's easy for them to reprint them. So don't hesitate to uh, ask um, to ask the, the sexual violence centre. They'll print them for you and give them for free, and you know you can just. Raising awareness is important. You can find them at Sexual Violence Centre Cork across social media and in your search engine of choice. When we come back, we'll talk about this year's Doppelganger Zine Festival. But first, we're going to go back to some more tunes. You have Crevice with Endless Bliss taken from there in Heart Tape. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, just so dreamy. I just love Crevice. Uh, I could listen to them for hours. You also have Yankee with We Should Be Dead Now. Yeah, this is just, you know, the perfect kind of hippie music I, I just want to dance naked in the fields if that's alright <laughs> well you can have the opportunity to do that when we hear from Yankee momentarily but first this is Crevice <laughs> with Endless Bliss here on Red on Red Thank you. 
must be in an endless place to be in contact with the profound life of every form to have a soul for rocks, metals, water and, and, and plants to take take into himself, as in a dream, every element of nature, like, like, like flowers that breathe, with, with the waxing, and the wane
try to be somebody that you never really felt that right. And if love don't leave, you can leave it if you still just be deep in the night. Cause we should be dead now. Oh, we should be Yankee with We Should Be Dead Now here on Red on Red, still joined over the phone from Lyon in France by Oriane Dubot, a person of many callings but coming up in October, called back to Cork to coordinate Doppelganger, Cork's second zine fest after the runaway success of last year's instalment. And on that topic, Oriane, you know, it was really well received. There was a lot of very good vibes coming up to it. The venue was very happy with it and what have you and kind of asked you to bring it back again this year. How exactly do you follow up on something like that? And really, what are your plans to expand on the first Doppelganger Festival? Uh, it's a very good question. It's uh, very different organizing this from a different country, obviously. Yeah. Um, lucky enough to have loads of people in Cork um, giving me a shout and offering the help. Uh, very much needed, very much appreciated. And... Um, yeah, I think we learned a lot from, and I learned a lot from the first edition. Mm. So now we actually asking for help. Like last year, I feel like I was five people in one body, you know. I hosted the panel talk myself. I uh, did the workshops myself. I've welcomed the stall holders at the DIY market. I was myself running a stall. Like it was just too many things for one person. And... Whenever you run an event, you do need to be able to ask for help and trust other people to um, do their part, you know? It's been great so far. So it's actually gotten bigger because because of that, or thanks to that. And where can people find uh, Cork Zine Fest online in order to volunteer their services? So we are on Facebook on Shake Shots Project, which is the name of uh, my organisation. So through that organization, I organize gigs and tours, uh, events, exhibits, and cards in fest and other things. Uh, got loads of events coming and projects coming, both in Ireland and in France, a few in the UK as well. Anyway, as I said, it's growing. Um, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter. And same thing, it's Shaky Shots or Shaky Shots Project. Get in touch and lend your support to Cork Zine Fest. Um, that would be amazing. Uh, we got a, a fundraiser coming as well for businesses to sponsor the event and for people to just donate five or a, a five or a tenner, you know, just to help us keep running the event. And that means a lot, you know, even a fiver means uh, a lot. But well, in terms of generating that momentum, like you did last year, obviously, again, you're using the big space. You're you're, you're continuing on the themes that were built, that were, sorry, three, two. 
and you're building upon the themes that were touched upon last year of personal agency, personal publishing, and really just having your voice heard in an alternative fashion. What are the themes being discussed in the talks and the workshops this time around? So this year's panel talk is about creating and empowering communities, choosing making. Um, I think this theme comes from what we did last year with Tenny and with the Sexual Violence Center and 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 other workshops and projects. And it's yeah, it is exactly what we've noticed is that so many different communities can use this medium because it's so cheap and easy to do, and uh, they can use this platform to talk for themselves uh, rather than having media talking about them. Do you know what I mean? It's giving people a voice. Yeah. But you're also in the middle of a house move, you know, from Lyon out to the countryside in France, which is another layer of a logistical nightmare on top of everything else. Talk to us a little bit about the logistics of organising and, I suppose, you know, running a command centre uh, with local volunteers and local people uh, pitching in from France and then eventually coming over and bringing everything together over the course of a couple of weeks when you visit um, in October? Yeah, so I guess it sounds like a logistical nightmare. Um, I would probably think that as well, but I've just come across a great opportunity to uh, uh, live in a, in a house and make this the headquarters of Shaky Shots and... Um, using it as a residency for artists and musicians as well. So it's actually a great opportunity. And so I see this as kind of linked to what we were talking about for the Dead Pigeon Club project. You know, it's kind of like having a space to create and to breathe and to um, um, share music and projects and, and art projects in general, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is this is what's happening at the moment, and I'm building projects now also in the countryside. Like building projects in Lyon is amazing, you know. It's it's a very interesting city. There's loads of art going on, but at the same time, there's already a lot happening, and I am quite happy to organize events and to make things happen where we most need them. Mm. Like there's loads of very creative people in in the countryside I'm talking about, which is called Jura, it's at the border with Switzerland. And there's loads of projects happening. People are so inspired, but there's no events going on and not so many. So I'd rather organize them there. Um, And I'm after um, working with the detention center there. I'm after working with transgender people there. It makes more sense to me and it gives me more space as well to welcome Irish and English artists since I also work with English artists. Obviously then you get to bring the benefit of that further experience back to Cork with you for Zinefest happening uh, next month. But talk to us a little bit about the things that are coming back from last year's event. You were obviously talking there about expanding upon panel talks, expanding upon workshops. One aspect of the festival that did get a lot of attention from local media for us, as well as DIY media enthusiasts, was the Zine Library, which was stationed at the cafe inside in St. Peter's, where people could go in, they could peruse your personal collection of zines from all over the place, from Morocco, from France, from Ireland, from the UK, etc. Talk to us about how your personal stash has come together, the relationships in trading zines around the place, and what people can expect from the library this year. Yeah, so there's... 
different ways of gathering zines and all the zines libraries I know are uh, pretty much uh, dealing with artists that way. Uh, what we do is for this event, I contact libraries, uh, well, already existing libraries. So there's one in Dublin that's called uh, Forgotten Zine Archive. Another one. And they have amazing zines from this, I want to say early 80s till now, but maybe 70s as well. But early early, early 80s and now. Hmm. Um, and now I'm delighted to say that there's also Cork Zine Archive, which has done an amazing work. Siobhan and crew. Um, as you've seen at UCC, the exhibit organized at UCC was them. So this year we are collaborating with them and um, and the one in Dublin and also loads of artists lending us or offering us their zines. And this one is a pop-up zine library. So it, what I mean by that is that it's a traveling zine library. Mm. Uh, I get to show zines in France in the UK and in Ireland. And all these zines were, yeah, so the ones that, that you were talking about that were offered by artists come from really all over the place and I'm so grateful. We've got zines from, yeah, Japan, loads of, loads of zines from Japan, um, Australia, Morocco, like feminist zines from Morocco that are so great, South America, uh, contacted the Queer Zine Archive in the US as well that sent me a big load of scenes and yeah it's just general soundness you know people just want to be part of this because they see the uh, the importance of this and it is an incredibly important endeavour uh Doppelganger Cork Zine Festival happening in October at St. Peter's Centre on North Main Street. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up for yourself, Oriane, with Shaky Shots. But first, we're going to go back to some more tunes. You have Ghost King is Dead, Houseu Records' bedroom pop maestro with It's Over. Yeah, I love their artwork. I find it beautiful and just the music speaks to me. I like it. The Houseu Collective are really, you know, the epitome of DIY spirit in Cork City in terms of everybody coming together to support and play on each other's music, in terms of providing each other with an aesthetic that can work as well. And it's not just musicians either, it's visual artists, it's copywriters, yeah. it's all of that. And that's what makes it that particular endeavour so wonderful is it's a multimedia collective. You also have Rosalind Steer with Ava Sunday, taken from the You'll Know LP. Yeah, I listened to this all winter in the mountains, all winter long in the mountains. I was just, you know, staring at the snow and listening to Rosalind Steer. So, yeah. I imagine that's quite a different experience to listen to just in the mountains and to be surrounded by a much different ambience than maybe listening in the bustle of Cork City Centre. <laughs> I'm sure both are great. It probably is. It's an amazing record. We'll hear from Rosalind Steer momentarily. But first, this is Ghost King is Dead with It's Over here on Red on Red. I can be tired of death the best of time. I will go and try clear my mind. Disrupt my thoughts or how typical 
right before we wrap up this episode of the show Oriane Dubow of Doppelganger Cork Scene Festival we've spoken in huge detail about the festival coming up the various exhibits and talks that are going to be happening there all that's left now is for you to get your last couple of plugs in where can we find it what time's it kicking off what are you going to see there and just any other kind of shout outs um, sorry three two any more shout outs cheap plugs curses you want to put on people the floor is yours Okay, uh, well, October 19th, Cork Bean Fest from 10 in the morning to 5 p.m. It's going to be loads of events all day long, so if you want to like, know the times of each event, um, get on the event, follow Shaky Shots on Facebook. Um, we are on Twitter and Instagram if you want to see more of what's coming. we got a fundraiser coming at the Friary on the 28th of September, which is soon. We got a whole tour coming from for an English band in October. Uh, Who's the band? More projects coming with the Detention Center here. <laughs> this is what's happening. Just follow us; it's easier. Sound. Who's the band? Uh, the band is called OJ's Big Band. They are a band from Bristol. They're so amazing. They are a um, instrumental band, and I've worked with them before. The so sound and they're playing in the countryside of France they're gonna play in Switzerland in a microbrewery uh, they're gonna play in the north of France so yeah there's, there's a lot coming maybe I'll bring them to Ireland who knows Sound. That's a huge amount of stuff happening across the continent, not just in Ireland, but across the UK and in France as well. Check out Shaky Shots for a real kind of bridge between cultures uh, happening on a DIY basis uh, with roots in Cork City. That's about all for this week's episode of Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast from Red FM and RedExtra.ie. Thank you very much to Oriane Dubot of Shaky Shots and Doppelganger Zinefest for joining us this episode. Thanks a lot, Mike. And thank you very much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple and Google Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify and find us wherever you listen. Every like, every share, every discussion, every subscription, every rate helps us spread the word of DIY music in Cork City. Make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. And if you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen into Green on Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish on Cork's Red FM. 104 to 106. Oriane, you're leaving us with a little bit of speculative fiction. This is Lock All Doors. Yeah, I just love their melody and their words and the hip hop beats. They're amazing, so can't get enough of them. A real pillar, not just of Carconian hip hop, but of the grand hip hop story in Ireland over the last decade. This is speculative fiction with Lock All Doors. This has been Red on Red, and we'll talk to you next week.
Now and then there's room to move But it never lasts long like a henna tattoo From the ghettos to the mansions we live We die by deadly habits Modern life is feckin' madness As we navigate to Keshi's castle We're desperate neglecting our empathy So we can't see ourselves as the enemy The death march, it is deafening And we're humming along to the melody Strung out and lethargic Hard to speak sense with a mouthful of carcass We're so removed from the holes in the darkness When do we forget that this world is a garden? This world is a garden 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 Red on Red